This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I've learned some good lessons over the years doing this show. I think we'll do a segment and then look back. I was like, let's not do that again. That was a bad idea. That didn't go well. One rule of thumb that I've made for myself on the show is never question Vegas and the lines that they set. Because two or three times since the show started in 2018, I've got all hot and bothered and I've done a segment where it's like, Vegas is getting this wrong. This line should be way bigger, small. This line should be different. Never once have I been right. Never. I, I've never been correct in a situation like that. So I just stopped doing it. And when people come on the air or they call me and they're like, Vegas, this line is where I'm like, hey, this is this is your funeral, buddy. Because I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that segment. I've learned better. Something else I'm learning better or I'm figuring out. Don't question the NFL schedule makers. Just don't do it. I woke up yesterday for whatever reason thinking that uh, Chiefs Bengals. I thought that since the first game and then the night game, which I really like. I kind of like that setup. I like when the first game is the great game, and then the second game is kind of the cool-down game, where I can put my feet up, relax a little bit. I'm so glad that that's not how the NFL did it yesterday. I'm done questioning the NFL schedule makers. They know. Because the first game was one of the most frustrating, annoying game. I just You could have simulated it. You could have fast-forwarded it at halftime. I'm so glad that that was not the lasting impression of the weekend. I'm not going to question the NFL schedule makers. The NBA schedule makers? Yeah. Maybe don't put Bucks Nuggets on the second night of a back-to-back. <laughs> it's fairly easy to, to foresee. I will question, I will criticize the NBA schedule makers. The NFL, I'm done. I'm not going to question Vegas. I'm not going to question the NFL schedule makers. And I'm not going to try to win a land war in Russia in the winter. These are these are things that we know. These, these are things we know to be true. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you had a great weekend. 2 p.m. yesterday could not come soon enough, which is saying something because I slept until 11. <laughs> I I was out late on Saturday. We're not doing anything too crazy. There was a band playing around the corner. Band didn't start until 10. We need live music reform in this country. There's just no need. No need. Maybe in Milwaukee, maybe Chicago, big cities. Sure, those people are on a different level. I I live in lacrosse. I I can't sit around and wait until 10 p.m. to go out and see live music. So I was up late on Saturday night. I slept until 11 on Sunday, and it still felt like forever until 2 o'clock, until the football finally started. And we didn't get any real football until the night game. So it felt like we did a lot of waiting yesterday. But we did get a great game last night and an interesting game, let's call it, between the Eagles uh, and the 49ers early on in the day. So I want to talk about those games a lot tonight. A couple of comparisons and a couple of points to make about the Packers. Because it's hard to watch the playoffs and not think of the Packers somehow. I'm sure we were all doing it in one weird way or another yesterday, right? We, we all watch these games differently. We think of the Packers differently. But once the Packers have been eliminated, and we've had plenty of experience with that over the last decade, we watch these games and we think, oh, or we see one thing. We see, like, it, it makes us think about our team Differently, And a lot of times it, it frustrates us. I got frustrated yesterday, really for the first time in the postseason. So I want to talk about the games from yesterday, how they relate to the Packers. And I wrote a couple of things down yesterday. And if you really want to talk about the debacle between the Badgers and Illinois on Saturday, we can. 
I'm not going to do it, but if you want to call in and do it, you can. 608-796-2558. If you want to call or text, I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. I want to start with yesterday. I have more to say about the Philly game, so let's do that one second. I want to start with Bengals-Chiefs. The more noteworthy game, the better game. Bengals-Chiefs, way too much buildup. We needed this game on Wednesday. There was trash talk going back and forth. The mayor got in, and I'm just like, we need to play this game. There's too many narratives. We're giving ourselves too much time to talk ourselves in circles about just play the game. Ah, Way too riled up during Bengals-Chiefs yesterday. Everyone calm down. Everyone take a deep breath. If your CBD gummies are all the rage, if you have any of those, pop one of those, kick back, relax. Just have a beer. Take a deep breath. Open a window. I don't know. However you need to calm down. Everyone needed to calm down yesterday. That game got people way too riled up. Whether it was because they had a rooting interest in seeing one of the teams win or they they bet on one of the teams, they were gambling. I don't know. It seemed like a lot of people wanted Cincinnati or they bet on Cincinnati. And because of that, people were losing their minds yesterday. It was way too much. And I saw it today on Twitter. I heard it with calls and texts to different shows that I was listening to. Everybody needs to take it easy. Take it easy on the refing. It's something that blows my mind that I can't understand. People who watch football for a living act like they've never watched a football game in their life. It's always like this. The refing is always a little bit of a crapshoot. It's normally messy. It's a very messy game with lots of weird rules for weird situations. It's like this every week. It's a crapshoot. And it blows my mind that people go nuts and go absolutely crazy. Joe Burrow got two chances to win at the end of that game. One of those chances, thanks to Andy Reid for punting. Andy Reid is very lucky that Joe Burrow didn't drive down and win that game because we'd be talking about that decision to punt today like we did with Mike McCarthy last week. Luckily, that did not happen because Patrick Mahomes got the ball back and the defense got a stop, but Joe Burrow got two chances to win the game. Okay, the Chiefs got a couple of chances. It was tied back and forth. Both defenses had chance to make plays. Both offenses had chance to make plays. Fair chances. A little messy. Yeah. Bad optics. Sure. But take it easy about the refs. This is nothing new. We see this every week. Take it easy on Joseph Asai. I feel for that guy. That penalty was the worst thing. I was sick to my stomach over it last night, which I know I say a lot sarcastically, but in this instance, I mean it. Yeah, it was a penalty. It was a penalty. Okay, by the letter of the law, it was a penalty. Probably would have looked bad if they didn't call it, but I feel like in that moment, I don't know. I, I'm really struggling to articulate it. I just feel like in that moment, you, you got to let that go. Every inch is so huge because there's almost no time left, and they're trying to kick a field goal to go to the Super Bowl, and Patrick Mahomes is not laying up. He's not running out of it. He's fighting for every yard. The defenders are fighting to prevent every yard. Joseph Asai said at his locker after the game, he's like, I was trying to force him to go backwards to stop the clock or or keep the clock going, which makes perfect sense. I, I just feel like in that moment, that sucks. That really sucks. And I hated that that's how the game ended. And people were killing Joseph Asai or they were yelling about how it's a bad call. I, it's your crummy situation. But everybody's going nuts over it. Calm down. Everyone calm down about MVS. Okay, Packers fans going nuts. So much hate. Where was this MVS when he was in Green Bay? MVS played exactly like that in the conference championship game against the Bucks two years ago, three years ago, whenever that was. MVS played in two conference championships in the last three years. He was brilliant in both. And not to toot my own horn, but you will be hard pressed to find someone else who does Wisconsin Sports Talk Radio who's been as right as often on Marquez Valdez-Scantling as I have been. I said it when he was in Green Bay. I said, stop using him as a 40-yard moonball merchant. It's not going to work. Oh, he's fast. Let's send him deep. I don't know. 
run him on a sweep. Give him some easier things to do. Of course he's going to drop some of those 40-yard moon balls. They're really hard to catch. He's really big. He's really fast. Involve him in other ways, and the Packers never did it. And then they drafted Christian Watson, and they realized, oh, my God, a guy who's really tall and really fast? Let's give him the ball on sweeps. Let's tap passes, all different things. Whatever. Again, the Packers rarely do something correctly the first time. So I guess if MBS walked so Christian Watson can run, there was a point to it. But I got to say, felt a little vindicated watching MBS yesterday. He can do more than catch deep balls. Imagine that. Wow. Take it easy on MBS. And lastly, take it easy on Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes is brilliant. He's him. He is the best quarterback in the NFL, and it's not really all that close. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't other great quarterbacks. There are. There are plenty. But they're all fighting for second place, and they're head and shoulders beneath Patrick Mahomes. We knew that for a fact coming into yesterday. We should know that for even a a stronger fact, if that makes sense, after the game yesterday. I'm not going to rip Joe Burrow for losing that game. He was great. I was in awe watching Burrow. I'm like, man, I can't believe we get to watch this guy clash with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert for the next 10 years. I can't feel so lucky as a sports fan watching Burrow. He was slightly below where Mahomes was yesterday, but that's where he was coming into the day. So don't rip Joe Burrow. Now, you can rip Justin Herbert. No one will because no one cares about the Chargers. You can rip Josh Allen for losing in the wildcard round and playing terribly. Rip away. But don't rip on Joe Burrow because he was slightly worse than Patrick Mahomes yesterday. There's no shame in losing an awesome battle in Arrowhead to Patrick Mahomes. Let's not... Let's not go into legacy talk and completely rethink how we feel about Joe Burrow and Mahomes. Mahomes is one. Joe Burrow is probably two. That's how we felt coming into yesterday. That's obviously how we should still feel today. This isn't complicated. So that was the late game. It was an awesome game. Calm down about the refs. Everything's going to be fine. Most people wanted the Bengals to win or they bet the Bengals and therefore they lose their mind and think that there's some grand conspiracy. There's not. Football's random. It's ugly. Let's talk about the NFC game. All right. Let's shift to this. Let's shift. Worst NFC Championship game in a decade? Has there been a worse one? I've watched a lot of NFC Championship games in detail. So I think I'd be a good judge. I've, I've watched a lot of heartbreaking losses and, and amazing wins. All of them at the expense of my team over the last decade. I think I'd, I'd know. Worst NFC Championship game in a decade? I'm asking. People are wondering. No doubt the Eagles are really good. They're a great team, great roster. Again, we knew that coming into yesterday. We knew how great Patrick Mahomes was. He didn't need to prove anything yesterday. We know how good the Eagles are, pound for pound, player for player, at every single position. The Eagles are unbelievable. But I was so underwhelmed yesterday. I was so under... Not only was I underwhelmed, I don't know if I was whelmed at all. There was no whelming. There was no whelming. No whelming yesterday. None. I wasn't even underwhelmed. There, there wasn't a whelm, period. I was just thinking yesterday, I'm thinking... So this is it. You beat Daniel Jones and then you beat Josh Johnson and now you're in a Super Bowl. That's 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 the NFC this year. That's how we're deciding this. That's how we're crowning a team and sending them to the Super Bowl. I don't mean to sound jealous, but I am. I'm trying to be reasonable, but I also got to be honest. It just sucks because we've watched the Packers try and fail to scale this summit, this Super Bowl summit for 12 years and every year that the Packers have come up short and every year that Aaron Rodgers has come up short the mountain feels taller it feels harder to climb it feels more daunting and more challenging and we've watched for 12 years and that's our whole thing we've tunnel vision that we just got to get back to another Super Bowl you got to win one more Super Bowl there's no way that Aaron Rodgers can finish his Packers career only going to one Super Bowl he's not even matching Favre and Favre underperformed 
They should have went to more Super Bowls with Favre. And you're telling me Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be on the level as Favre? Come on. Going nuts for the last 12 years. Obsessing with the Packers trying to get back to a second Super Bowl. They're trying to climb this summit. And they just can't do it. And then this year, I got to watch the Eagles just hop on the chairlift and nap their way to the top of the mountain. That's just terrible. I hated watching it yesterday. The Giants and Daniel Jones, that was one thing. The NFC is shallow. You have snoozers in the division around. But you're telling me a, a team couldn't even get a quarterback out there yesterday. It wasn't even a real football game. I've watched the Packers try to do exactly what the Eagles did yesterday for 12 years. And I want to pull my hair out every January. And I want to punch a hole in the wall because I get so upset. And I get sick to my stomach about the Packers losing this way and blowing it that way and running into an elite team and getting blown out on national TV in the NFC Championship game for everyone to see. And then we get punked on Twitter. And even in a year where the Packers don't make the playoffs, Barstool is tweeting two weeks ago, let's let's take a moment to remember every time the Packers have got eliminated because there's so many, you can make long videos. Fourth and 26 in 2014 and losing to the Giants in 2011 and Kaepernick going for a buck 80. It just sucks. And now for the last two weeks, I sit in front of my TV and I watch the Eagles like default their way into a Super Bowl. I got to watch another team do what I've been dying for my team to just do once. And it almost seems like they did it on accident. Like It almost seemed like, oh, oh the Super Bowl's in two weeks. Where did that come from? I guess the Eagles are just there. That sucks. And the best analogy that I can think of for it is try to think back to when you were in high school or when you were in college. And you and all of your friends had to take, like, the same class. Think of, like, uh, basic chemistry. Everybody's got to take it or physics or uh, uh, what would the the class be? Uh, Prerequisite, everybody's got to take psychology in college or whatever. Everybody's got to take it at some point. And there's multiple professors or there's multiple teachers that teach it. And it's the same curriculum. It's the same material. But sometimes you'd have a situation where one professor is so much easier than another. It's almost like a different class. Right, I remember in high school, we had a, a, a chemistry teacher who was just notorious for being really, really hard, right? And he was a really nice teacher. I learned a lot in his class, but it was it was really hard to get a good grade. And I remember, that was kind of the reputation, right? Or you could take that same class with another professor and just kind of you know, sleepwalk your way through it. It's fine. Same curriculum, same class. You, you get the same check mark on your report card and on your transcript. Yep, completed chemistry, completed physics, completed psychology. But deep down, you know that like, okay, you got to be in psychology, but that's not even close to the C plus that I got in psychology because my professor was nuts. My, prof- my professor was so much harder. That's how I feel comparing the Eagles making the Super Bowl to other Super Bowl runs I've seen or to some of these years where the Packers have tried to make a Super Bowl. It's like, I guess we both completed the class. I guess, like, we checked that box off the transcript. We got that class out of the way with we did it, but it's not really the same. And I'm trying to be completely fair to the Eagles. And I'm, and I'm laying my cards on the table that I'm really jealous. But as I as I kind of got ready for the show today and I, I was writing my thoughts down, I'm like, why couldn't the Packers have been the number one seed this year? The Packers are the number one seed. You got the Legion of Boom on one side of the bracket. You got Drew Brees on the other. Like, are you kidding me? You can't, the Eagles earn the number one seed. Absolutely. Have a great team. They earn the number one seed. And they get to shove it up Daniel Jones's ass. And then they get a, a team without a quarterback, both at home. That's it. I've been trying to pass this class for 10 years. And I got the hardest professor in the district 
who won't let me do corrections on tests, doesn't have office hours, and it's an impossible class to pass. And then I got to look across the hallway, and my smirk-ass-looking friend just waltzes in and waltzes out and gets a B-plus because the professor's so easy. How does that work? Someone help me make sense of that. I guess that's where I'm at today. I'm watching the Eagles and all the flowers to the Eagles because that team is really good. But not all Super Bowl births and not all Super Bowl wins are built equal. And someone's going to say it in the next two weeks. Someone's going to say, you know, Jalen Hurts has already been to as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. And at that point, I'm going to throw something through my TV because I've been wanting to get a new TV for a while now. And I think that's I think that's how I would like to part ways with the current TV that I have because it's really heavy and I don't want to lug it down the stairs in one piece. So maybe I'll, I'll break it. Someone's going to unload that take in the next two weeks. Not all Super Bowl births, not all Super Bowl wins created equal. There's levels to this. Let's take a break. 608-796-2558 if you want to join the show. Twitter at Wisco Grant. We're back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hope you had a great weekend. Great football game last night. I guess it was a football game. It it was a game. There's a game played between the Eagles and the Niners. I think they're going to count that as a game. Didn't really feel like it, but it was four quarters long and it was on TV and they wore jerseys. So (laughs) I hope you enjoyed both games. A little bit different. Last night was so great. And I I think we're going to talk mostly about the Eagles today, unless you have something you want to add. If you want to call in, talk Mahomes, talk Burrow. Awesome. I will totally do that. 608-796-2558. But as I wrote down a couple of things yesterday and and put the show together today, I realized that I'm gravitating a lot more towards the NFC side and talking about the Eagles for all the reasons that I mentioned right before that last break. And if you're just joining the show, I'm jealous. I'll admit it. Cards on the table. I'm jealous because the Eagles got the number one seed. They're a really good team. And then they had to beat Daniel Jones and a 49ers team without a quarterback. And they got to do it both times at home. And the Eagles just made something look very easy that the Packers have made look very hard for the last 10 or 12 years. I've watched the Packers ram their head into the wall trying to make a Super Bowl. It's hard to make a Super Bowl. It's hard. You you need to get lucky. Bill Michaels always says his big five or whatever it is. You got to be good. You got to be lucky. You got to be healthy. You got to be hot. The stars have to align. You you need the, the ghost of Vince Lombardi to come down and bless everyone's house before the night of the game. Like it's it's a miracle to make the Super Bowl. I keep telling myself, Grant, it's hard. They're not going to do it every year. You got to lower your expectations. This, that, the other thing. It's hard to make a Super Bowl. And then I watch the Eagles, like, default their way to a Super Bowl. Like, I'm looking around today. I was like, oh, they're in the, that's it? They're in the Super Bowl. I guess, yeah, it's two weeks. Like, they didn't have to beat one legit team. And the Niners have a great roster. Don't get me wrong. They didn't have a quarterback. That's decently prohibitive. It's hard to run an offense. It's hard to score points if you don't have a quarterback. Not like, oh, they had Caleb Haney. No, they actually, like, if Caleb Haney was missing an arm, that was the situation. And nobody. Neither one of those wins are impressive in the, like, the Eagles, they just defaulted. They simulated their way to a Super Bowl. The Packers have been trying to climb this mountain for 12 years and coming up short. The Eagles just hopped on the chairlift, just rode their way right up to the top. Super Bowl. I'll put my cards on the table and be honest, I'm jealous as hell of that because that never happened for the Packers, right? They get the number one seed in 2020. 
what, what do they what do they get stuck with? They get to host Russell Wilson, or, or no, 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 they get to host the Rams at home with no fans, with a great coach, great defense, maybe the best player in football, Aaron Donald, and then the next week they get to host Tom Brady at home with no fans again. The Eagles are in the number one seed, same thing, and they host Daniel Jones, who sucks, although looked really good against the Vikings. So take that, take that, to, you know, whatever you will. And then they get to play a Niners team that literally doesn't have a quarterback. It's like, wait, so they're, they did the thing? They're in the Super Bowl? That's how they, okay. Great. Yeah, I'm jealous. There, I said it. Hector's in on Alaska, 608-796-2558. What's up, Hector? The Eagles have a very, very, very good team, though. Yo. That is one yeah. of the big differences is that they did a lot this season and off season that the Packers would have never done. Well, not like this bringing year. in Sue halfway through the season and mm. trading for AJ Brown, giving up draft picks to do that. Like they made a lot of different uh, changes this year that they have never done before. And then all of a sudden they're because last year they fell short and they're like, well, what the hell do we need to do? And they actually got it done. I'm not denying that the so, Eagles are good, Hector. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. The Eagles are yeah. great. But even the best but teams, it is, even the greatest uh, teams, right. they should have to have one challenge in the post. Like, the Packers have had great teams, too. I think that 2020-2021 team was great. But they had mm-hmm. to play another great player and another great team. That's how the playoffs are supposed to go. 2019, the Packers were the two seed. Okay? They came within a couple of inches right. of being the one seed. That Week 17 game between the Niners and Seahawks. Packers are great. Great team. They have to duke it out with the Niners who went 13 and 3. The Saints went 13 and 3. The Vikings that year were the worst team in the playoffs. They went 11 and 5 or 10 right. and 6, whatever it was. There were just no other mm-hmm. good teams in the playoffs this year. The Eagles are great, but yeah. they were literally not challenged at all, not 1%. They didn't have to earn oh, or No, anything. they were so right. They were so they were leaps and bounds ahead of any other team on that side of the bracket this year. They could have played anybody and trounced them the way they did. The on the other side of the bracket, the Chiefs got handed the Jaguars, who, let's be honest, if anyone put any money on the Jaguars, they have no oh, brain cells working I think you're, I think you're, in that game. The Chiefs are better. I think no. you the Jags a little the, short there. Trevor no, no, Lawrence, the, Chief, the Chiefs Lawrence were better. Down. However, comma, uh-huh, uh-huh. the Chargers were better than the Jaguars. Eh. And that game didn't show it. The Jaguars earned it. They did. But 10 times out of a... Ten and a half. I'm taking the cha- the Chargers over the Jacks, but the Chiefs didn't. Other than paying the the Bengals, they wouldn't have had much competition either. The because the Bills, the Bills are were a good team, but after that Demar game, like they had that one spectacular game, and then it kind of just felt different. And so it's I don't know. The playoffs this year have been boring to me, and I'm a huge NFL guy. They might also have to do with the fact that I've just been bummed about Baltimore and all their stupidity. How does how does Pat Mahomes get a high ankle sprain seven days ago and play his heart out out there? And Lamar tweaked a small ligament in his knee and he missed seven weeks. Like, come on. Hey, hey, you know I'm what? even more infuriated now with that. And Brock Purdy even went back out there, and he probably has to have Tommy John surgery. Is going to miss a year. Yep, he does. He has to. His UCL's busted. So the best ability, which which will is be Availability, Hector, and that's that's something Mahomes yep. has going for him. That is what they say. The best yeah. ability is Mahomes is him. Okay, Mahomes is so much better than every other quarterback in the oh, league, yeah. and I I just feel like. We Most of us think it. Most of us believe that. But I'm just going to say it a lot tonight because I want to make sure we're all on the same page there. Because I, I some, yeah. some 
knob like Emmanuel Acho is going to go on first take and say that, oh, actually, Tua, like, no, th- this isn't no, something yeah, that no. we should debate. <laughs> Like, not even for fun. We could have a lot of fun debating number right. two, whether you think it's Burrow or, like, I think it's Burrow, but maybe Herbert, but it's the Chargers, whatever. We're not debating number yeah. one. Mahomes is brilliant, and doing what he did yesterday with no wide receivers and only one leg is just another example why. Not that we needed it, but we Absolutely. got it. Yeah. Yeah. No, Burrow, Burrow could be number two, but it's like Mahomes is number one. Then there's like five empty slots, and then you got Burrow and Josh Allen and all of them. It's ridiculous what he can do with the ball. The one last thing I want to say with mm. the 49ers, this is my bold predict, my bold take. The Niners are going to trade Trey Lance, even though Brock Purdy is hurt. They're going to trade Trey Lance because I've heard there's been a couple of teams reach out, and I think he'll look good in Las Vegas. Honestly. So this is just a pulling it out of wherever they trade Trey Lance. They bring Jimmy back on just a small one year contract, just in case Tom Brady gets injured and they're going to bring Tom Brady to the Bay and San Francisco is probably going to win a Super Bowl next year. I will hold my breath for that, Hector. God, I can't wait for next season already. I, I want to see how this offseason goes. All right. I yeah, oh, yeah. I want to see how it goes. I'm already planning for next season. I'm already looking into, like, all, too much stuff that I shouldn't even be looking into for a couple more months. But what else can we do, Grant? For well, it's so fun to think about. about to lose their supply. Well, it's not like the NBA's getting it done for me. They gifted a win to the Celtics oh, on Saturday. God. I thought I was going to... I thought I was going to jump on my window. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. I almost died laughing, like, for real. Almost perished of laughter watching LeBron act like his grandfather just died on the court after that missed foul call. Oh, my goodness. One of the funniest things I've ever seen, on top of the fact that Pat definitely grabbed the camera and showed the ref that he missed the call. Best technical to ever get, I think, Pat Beverly. Celtics can get bent. That made me so mad. Oh, yeah. Hector, I got to I gotta let you go, just in case somebody else wants to hop yeah. in. Appreciate you. Absolutely. You have a good week. Yeah, you as well. Hector in on Alaska. I was so mad on Saturday night. And tweeting through it. Tweeting through it. I, I, was, I was irate on Saturday night. I was more mad on Saturday night watching the Celtics get gifted that win. I was more mad on Saturday night than I was about some of the Packers' losses earlier this year. I was ready to fight someone. So, yes, Hector, to to drive home the point that you made, what else are we going to do but try to think about what the NFL might look like next year? I'm already, like, I, I want the season to start now, and we're not even through the Super Bowl yet. I got a text here. Follow up with your name. I lost all my contacts. This is going to be a yeah, it's going to be a thing. Uh, this is a good text. Because me and my two friends all had science class together, and we copied each other's papers. I dropped a microscope and got an F. They each got Bs. Packers always drop the microscope. Yeah, that, that's part of it. Earlier on in the show, I, I compared the Packers making a Super Bowl a long time ago, and others making the Super Bowl over the last 10 years, to what the Eagles have done. They both made the Super Bowl, but it doesn't feel the same. And in high school or in college, maybe you remember when everyone had to take the same class. Maybe it was chemistry. Maybe it was psychology. A prerequisite that everyone had to take. You had to, you know, a, 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 a gen ed or whatever the names for it in education. And one professor was like bloody murder hard and the other was really easy. It's like, yay, we both passed chemistry, but it's, it's not really the same. Like you slept your way through the semester and I was in office hours every day. I was grinding homework. I was cramming the night before tests. So, sure, we both passed, but it's not the same. That's how I feel. Sure, the Eagles made the Super Bowl. And my point of reference in comparison is the Packers in 2010. 
yeah, the Packers and Eagles both made a Super Bowl. It does not feel the same. And completely agree with this text that sometimes it's not about getting the questions right on the test and coming in early every day. Sometimes you just don't drop the microscope. <laughs> just don't make the teacher hate you. Yeah. Just don't pee down your leg. Don't don't be the team that melts down and the other team will melt down. I completely, this is a good text. So follow up with your name if you're still listening. Let's talk to Chad in Sun Prairie really quick. Wisco Chad, 608-796-2558. What's up, Chad? Feel your pain, Grant? Yeah. I, I, I feel it. I did exactly love the way everything uh transpired on saturday and uh I, I but i you know what i i also pumped the brakes and remembered that you know jimmy g supposedly had a bad shoulder last year and we were supposed to be not playing against the quarterback oh yeah and we all know how that went <laughs> yeah i'm last year i don't even know what that was i'm thinking more i'm thinking more of when the packers had like somewhat equivalent rosters to the eagles because this eagles team is stacked right so i think of 2014 or I think of 2020, like the best rosters that the Packers have had, right? And there have been some years where they've gone on nice runs, but, you know, it's because Rodgers has powered them, like top to bottom, the best rosters the Packers had, I think in 2014, when they had to deal with the Legion of Boom, and they had to deal with DeMarco Murray and that Cowboys offensive line, and, and that, like, that Cowboys team was legit. And, it, like, it's that's bloody murder in the NFC. And then 2020, they get to host Tom Brady, and they don't have any fans in the stands. And now the Eagles get the one seed, and it's like, all right, just beat Daniel Jones and team without a quarterback, and you punch your ticket to the Super Bowl? No, it doesn't sit well with me. I mean, I think the bigger, the bigger, more egregious one is the year that they probably had the most promise. Rodgers took a collarbone and stamped in half by Anthony Barr. That yeah. didn't help. But, you know, again, like, I, I understand 100% what you're saying, like, it sucks, but in the same token, like, that's that's them apples, kind of. Yeah. You know, like, it continues to happen. I, it's a Wisconsin sports fan thing. Like, we just continue to get kicked. <laughs> I, just, I mean, uh, sometimes they say, uh, another cliche is, sometimes they say it's not about who you play, it's about when you play them. I, I'll, I'll say this. Sometimes it's not about how good you are. Sometimes it's about when you're good. And the Eagles, for as brilliantly as they put together this team, and they totally did, I, endless respect for Howie Roseman. I think Nick Sirianni is a hack and a fake tough guy, but I can look past that. He seems to be a pretty good coach. I, they picked an amazing time to be an elite team because there's not another team that's close to elite in the NFC. There, there are years where we had three or four 13-win teams where it's Drew Brees and the Saints, the Niners who were legit, the Packers who were legit. There's nobody right now. I mean, are they legit? They, I mean, are they legit? The Eagles? Yeah. Yes, I think very, yeah. But my point is, even legit teams, even number one seeds are supposed to see other good teams at some point before February, and the Eagles just didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing to me, too. Like, I'm watching Andy Reid get to a second Super Bowl in the AFC. But he had to run the gauntlet more so this year than he ever had to in the past, uh, at least in the AFC. Maybe I don't know. It's like it's ah, it's it's hard. It's, but you're right. Like the getting hot at the right time. You know, I, I just feel for those Packers teams. How many NFC Championship games do we go in with like the one missing piece, mm. like the Bakhtiari, the Bakhtiari injury, freak injury. You're going into a playoff game having to worry about that. Like, 
I can tell you, David Bakhtiari's injury wouldn't have mattered if we would have drew Daniel Jones and a team with no quarterback one of the years the Packers Correct. had a good seed. Correct. And that's what, I, like, what I'm getting at, right, is like, cool, it, you know, it's, it's an injury to an awful spot. But in the same token, like, I remember the Joel Webb-led uh, Vikings we got to beat, too. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's It's kind of... Could have, should have, would have. In the wild card round, know. yeah, you'll occasionally see a terrible team in the wild card round. That's what the wild card round is for. It was the same with the Vikings, the Kirk Cousins Vikings this year. I just realized what time it is, Scott. This has been a pleasure. I wish it, I wish we could keep talking, but I have to take a break. I'm not even Scott, but it's cool. Did I just call you Scott? I'm I'm sorry, Chad. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know, I could be I could be Scott. No, that's that's yeah. terrible. I need to be better. I, the NFC needs to be better. I need to be better too. I'm sorry about that, Chad. Have a good night. Oh, it was kind of a Michael Scott take, so we'll just take it as that. I appreciate it. Wisco Chad, our guy in Sun Prairie, 608-796-2558. We're woefully late for a break. So let's take a five-minute pause. We'll come back, and I just want to keep bitching about how this Eagles thing makes me mad, I guess. That's what's coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Appreciate you hanging out. I'm tweeting through it. I'm upset that the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Well, no, I'm not anti-Eagles. I'm not anti-Eagles. I think they're an unbelievably good team, and they're deep at all the right spots. They have elite talent at all the right spots. They've drafted correctly. They target the right positions. They pay the right guys. They do all of the things that you'd want a smart team to do. They have a brilliant analytics department. I love everything about the Eagles except their fake tough guy coach who has an overbite. But I can look past that because I'm a reasonable sport. I'm a reasonable man, at least on some level. But I I do get frustrated watching the Eagles just kind of default to the Super Bowl yesterday. It's like, well, Daniel Jones cooked the Vikings and still is trash, so there's a free win. And then the Niners just don't have a quarterback. Like, they were already on their, their, what was it? Brock Purdy was their third-string quarterback. Then he got hurt. Then they go fourth-string. Then he got hurt. So they're playing their third-string quarterback who can't throw. It's like, yeah, Eagle, great team. And I think it'll be a really good team against the Chiefs. I think it'll be a great game. I might even pick the Eagles. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't got to that mind space yet. We got two weeks. We got to stretch out our Super Bowl conversations. But I'm a little envious. It's like, man. What a great year to be the number one seed. What a great year to be a great team. And I'm not, and I'm not arguing that they're a great. They are a great team. But I, I tweeted, and I hope Ben Kenny doesn't get too offended by this. I love Ben. I have all the respect in the world for his Eagles, who are great. But I think this year is a little bit of a lesson. It's, it's not always how great of a team you are. Sometimes it's about when you're great. And the Packers were great in 2014 when the Legion of Boom existed. And the 12s were peaking in Seattle. And the Cowboys Cowboys team was unbelievable in 2014. Dak Prescott and that offensive line and DeMarco Murray. That team was unbelievable. There's no unbelievable team like that. There's certainly not two. 2019, when the Packers were a two seed. I don't think the Packers were great that year, but they earned a high seed. They earned favorable matchups as the Eagles did. Hey, you have three 13-win teams that year. The Niners are a buzzsaw. The Saints are a buzzsaw. The NFC was good. 2020, the Packers got the one seed. They couldn't have any fans at home, and they drew Tom Brady. The Packers made plenty of mistakes. 
I'm not making excuses for the Packers. Don't twist my words. You know that's not what I'm doing. If you've listened to me for any length of time, you know that I'm I'm done making excuses for the Packers and I'm done trying to rationalize some of their playoff losses, right? They were their own worst enemy in some of their biggest moments. I'm, again, reasonable. I'm a reasonable man here. But I just look at this Eagles team. It's like, oh, what a... What a great year for everything to come together on your roster. Because the NFC sucks. Let's talk to, to Corey and Marshall. 608-796-2558. What's up, Corey? Good afternoon, Grant. You're a difficult man to get a hold of here. Well, if you were calling during break, I, I stepped out to go get a, a beverage. So I apologize if you were sitting on the phone there for a while. No apologies. We don't apologize, remember? Oh, yeah, That's we don't apologize on this network. Your radio father would say no apologies, so I'm just giving you a hard time. I can't wait How to talk your, uh, to my radio father tomorrow morning, by the way. I know. I, I wish I talked I to him when Ben Kenny hey. was in studio because he's got to be on cloud nine right now. It's appointment listening whenever you guys chat in the morning. That's what I look at it as. I am always make sure I'm dialed into my office and I've got my streaming on my computer ready to go for when you guys are chit-chatting. I love that. So, yeah, good weekend. Let's do a little ice fishing. So Ooh, it nice. Was, uh, Got out and had a good time. You know, you're chatting about the um, the Eagles and how they're kind of was able to kind of skate their way in in terms of not through the whole regular season, but like getting kind of not totally up to par teams that they had to play in the playoffs. Yeah. And I was thinking about how the Packers, like the better pair of the last decade, we've kind of had the reverse situation where the regular season isn't really that difficult because you're we're guaranteed almost five or six wins every year in the NFC North because it was trash. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And so then you're really only trying to get about another four to six wins, and you can pretty much get a good spot in the playoffs. And then all of a sudden we're all riding cloud nine saying, they're going to the Super Bowl. This is the year, boys. And then you run into a Tom Brady run into a real team, right, that's actually good. Yeah. And they collapse. You know, and I think one of the bigger ones that sticks in my mind is the 15-1 season in yeah. 2011. Course. Where for some reason they decided to sit Aaron Rodgers for three weeks and he came back and he looked like that dude yesterday, the third string quarterback for the 49ers, where he couldn't complete a pass. Yeah. Right? And they, they have to wear that. And they have to, they, I'm, I've, let me level with you here, Corey. I've been excluding 2011 because I it doesn't really support what I'm trying to say. So I've been leaving the No, I know what you're saying. The, the Packers have to wear 2011. I, I feel a little differently about yeah. 14 and some of these other years when the Packers have had good teams and they've got the good seed and there's just been other big fish in the water, which is how it works. You play other good teams, sometimes you lose. That happens. So so that's my car argument is that I don't think they were thinking about it. They may have been flawed teams, but they were they were good by virtue of being able to play in the NFC North in those years. Does that kind of make sense what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not saying they were trash, but it was a little bit of like, without having the data right in front of me, obviously, it feels like those teams are probably slightly flawed, which obviously going to the playoffs and you lose, you are a flawed team in some respect. Like that, So that argument's got to be made. 2014, we won't dive too far into it, but I mean, really, <laughs> if Julius Peppers doesn't tell um, you know Morgan Burnett to get down, they probably go to the Super Bowl that year. And I remember watching that game, my wife, and it just stuck in my crawl. I'm like, that is going to come back and bite him in the bleep. When, the, when he got down on that pick because that would have been another touchdown. But I digress. Quick question. Do you know off the top of your head, and you, you likely don't because I don't, Zach Halpern in one of the uh, breaks, he noted that the NFL salary cap next year is getting set at two to $4 million. Yeah. I'm wondering wh- where does that put the Packers in terms of because everybody's been hand-wringing about you know, the cap implications of 
Rogers contract and, you know, what are they going to do and the sky is falling. Does that kind of change the calculus on that a little bit um, or not, really? So I could be wrong. I'm going to talk on my butt here, but I'm going to admit that I'm talking out of my butt. All right. We can all we can always get a, we can all, no 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 we can always get a cap guy on. Like I, I don't mind doing that, if, especially if the Packers start making moves. Like it's probably helpful. Like Brad Spielberger's come on, he's he's really good. Like we could get sure. a cap guy. I, I think the way I look at the salary cap is it's like inflation, right? If you put more money into circulation and you raise the budgets for everyone for their spending, that's great, but things just cost more. Like salaries are going oh, yeah, up, totally. revenues going up. So yeah, the the salary cap will be going up, but as contracts go up and as payroll goes up, everything goes up. Every, every team is the salary cap is going up. So the Packers aren't really getting an edge that way. I don't know how it impacts their decision making, so I, I can't mm-hmm. answer that. But I, I like to think of it as inflation. And yes, there's more money out there, but everything still kind of costs the same when you you know do an oh, totally. yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. That's why I'm wondering though if. Um... I guess I'd have to take a look at the see if that King Ingles guy has broke it down on all these. I'm just wondering that, you know, those contracts that were signed under the last salary caps, and, you know, and I'm just wondering if they were thinking, okay, we'll say it's $60 million for 20, you know, whatever for 2023 yeah. for Rodgers. Did they kind of take into account thinking the cap's going to be pretty high, so we'll actually have some money between the cap, you know, we'll have some space, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, of course. With the inflation of, of the cap, all the, you know, the contracts are going to ask for more money, obviously. So maybe it won't help, help him much. But um, that was an interesting take by the fellow before Hector saying that he thought Trey Lance would get traded um, yeah, to I, San Fran, or not to San Fran, to Vegas. And um, I don't know. What do you think of that? I, I think feel... He'd be a, yeah, he's a good player. I, I, I do. I, I feel a little upset about yesterday. And Corey, I'm going to let you go because I got to take a break here in a sec. But I Sorry. appreciate your call. I'm going to keep talking about a lot yeah, of the yeah. things you brought up. I'm, I'm going to keep this rolling. I just I got to take a break here in a sec. So I'm going to let you go. I feel a little bit upset about yesterday because I was all in on the Eagles. I said the Eagles aren't losing this game again. I, the Eagles make me mad. The situation makes me mad. I, I'm not anti Eagles. Not anti-Philly. They're an amazing team. They deserve this because the roster they put together is great. It's an unbelievable team. I texted Ben yesterday. I said, Ben, you're not losing today. Jalen Hurts in this roster is not losing to Brock Purdy at home. And I said before the game started, I said by the end of this game, and I tweeted this. I said by 4 o'clock today, 49ers fans are going to be talking about Trey Lance as their starter week one next year. I think if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, I still think the Eagles wax them by maybe not as much as they did. But I still think it's a, a, a very confident win because I don't think Brock Purdy's that good. Brock Purdy was drafted as Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. He throws picks. He makes mistakes. I I, I just, I think Trey Lance is still the guy next year. And for the last three weeks, I got to see the Michael Silvers of the world writing articles, end the debate, stop the presses. Brock Purdy is starting week one next year. It's like, you guys, why are we doing this? Why are we, do, why are we doing this? He melts down and loses by 40. You have Trey Lance. You gave up the farm to go draft. Whatever. So I'm a, I'm a little upset that Brock Purdy got hurt because I was going to be vindicated in my prediction. But I guess I was right about the game anyways. Let's take a break. We'll talk about the cap. We'll talk about all those things that Corey just mentioned. We'll talk about the results of yesterday's conference championship games. Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. 
I want to go back and look at some of these Packer playoff runs. See how they're comparing to what we saw yesterday and in the last couple weeks, especially on the NFC side. If you want to talk Chiefs and Bengals, I'd love to do that too. I just have more to say about the NFC side. It's kind of where I've been living. Let's talk to Louie and Eau Claire. Louie, we got about a minute and a half before I got to go to break. What's going on? Hey, hey, Grant. Uh, I get kind of a kick out of uh, out of Aaron Rodgers saying something about reworking his contract. If he, if he does that, he's going to expect that money to go to Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis <laughs> and Robert Tunney and, and all his guys. Yeah. He's not going to go do that so he can go get an outside linebacker. It's it's, it's a joke. What, are we going to give this guy control of 10% of the of the roster? He acts like five or six roster spots is nothing. It's 10% of the team. Like, it's time to just move on from this guy. I think I'm agreeing with you, Louie. And it's not, like, I don't harbor resentment towards the guy. Maybe about some of the losses, but I, I just feel like it makes a lot more sense for the Packers to go in a different direction. I'm a businessman. You know me. I'm, I'm an owner. I'm a reasonable man. I look at this. Very pragmatic. Right. Well, we're going to run it back. You couldn't even make the top seven teams of yeah. the NFC as the weakest that it's been since I can remember. Oh, yeah. Like, move on. Let's go. Yeah, and I agree with you, Louie. i got to take a break here. I appreciate the call. Come back sometime. Thanks. Louie and Eau Claire, one of our fine listeners in the Chippewa Valley, the beautiful Chippewa Valley, Sports Talk 105.1. That's Dan Casper country. That's Casper country up there. No, I'm with you. That, that's the most damning thing, and I'm glad that you said that, Louie. Not only did they not make the playoffs, because that happens sometimes. Once in a blue moon, great quarterback, banged up, you know, bad luck. You didn't make the playoffs in a year where the NFC is as bad as it's been in recent memory, Louie. Completely 100% with you. It's terrible, which is why I'm frustrated. The Eagles the, the Eagles didn't need to climb the mountain. The Packers have been trying to climb the mountain. The Eagles took the chairlift to the top of the mountain. And they're great, but they let's be real. They took the chairlift. We'll talk more in a couple minutes. Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. so far. Hector not Alaska. Chad in Sun Prairie, Wisco. Chad, although I called him Scott. I'm sorry, Chad. We have a bunch of Scots who call in, and I, I don't know, maybe as I was listening to your call, Scott was on my screen somewhere. Who knows why I say the things that I do. Uh, Louie and Eau Claire, outstanding work. Corey and Marshall. Corey and Marshall brought up cap, and he said, hey, they set the cap at whatever, $224 million. Is that what he said? He said, how does that affect this, that, the other thing? And I said, Corey, uh, 100% level with you. I don't know how the cap works. But let me talk out of my butt and say, it's a lot like inflation. You know, there's, there's, everyone's got more money, right? Everyone's paycheck is more. That just means prices are going to go up too. That's how inflation works. That's how this, I believe, the salary cap works. This will also be a good time to say that I don't understand how inflation works. <laughs> I don't I also don't know how that works. So I, I'm layering analogies. We're layering topics. I don't know how any of them work. But I, I feel fairly confident that I'm along somewhat correct lines there. Right? There's, there's never been a situation here. Here's what I know for sure, Corey. There's never been a team that was terribly over the cap and in a terrible spot. And then the league announces the cap is going up. 
and said team is like, great, now we can re-sign everyone and bring in free agents. It's like, well, that's not how that works. I'm, I, I guarantee you that's not how that works. So I can say with a, a certain level of certainty that things aren't really going to change for the Packers. Their reality and their financial constraints aren't really going to change too much, e- even if the numbers get a little bit bigger. Again, I think that's how inflation works. I don't know. Also don't understand the stock market. I never understood crypto either. Or I guess that's not going to matter because I feel like probably saved a little time not putting that information in my head. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hope you had a great weekend. Badgers lost on Saturday. I really don't have anything to say about it other than, uh, I, yeah, I guess I don't have anything to say about it. I, normally, I can muster at least one thought about every game that I watch. I guess I got nothing. If you would like to add, I, I would love to have you on the show. If you want to mention the Badgers and you have a take, please. I got my Badgers hoodie on today. I, I'd love to chat. I just, somebody else is going to need to get the party started. 608-796-2558 if you want to call or text the show. You know I'm on Twitter. You can always tweet me, not just from 4 to 6. You can tweet me anytime, at Wisco Grant. I just know that some schmuck over the next two weeks before the Super Bowl is going to say something like this. You know, people doubted Jalen Hurts. People wrote him off. He didn't write back. People doubted Jalen Hurts. You know, Jalen Hurts has already been to as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has the same amount of Super Bowl appearances as Jalen Hurts. And I heard it this morning on The Zone. I tuned in over the line with Ebo and Rowdy. I listened a little in the 7 o'clock hour. And then at 9 o'clock, I set my alarm to tune in just to hear what Ben Kenny had to say. That that smirking face coming in. Go Birds. Oh, you guys have a little nickname for your team. How cool is that? Oh, you celebrate in the streets. I, I like Ben. I, again, I have nothing against Philly. I'm coming across as very anti-Philly. I'm not anti-Philly. I'm anti the situation. I'm anti the reality. The Eagles are just a pawn in this gigantic sports reality in which we live. I'm upset at the reality. All right? That's what I'm upset about. The Eagles built a great team. I don't fault the Eagles for anything. But I I tuned in this morning to hear Mr. Kenny go back and forth with uh, Mr. Ebo and and, uh, Mr. Rowdy Razor, Mr. Nelson Raceback. And they got going back and forth. And Nelson, I'm pretty sure, bet on the Niners. So Nelson was pissed. And he's like, they didn't have a quarter. I can't do a Nelson impression. He doesn't sound like that. But Nelson's like, they didn't even have a quarterback. And Ben said, oh, so when Aaron Rodgers beat Caleb Haney in 2010, Aaron Rodgers beat a, beat a backup quarterback to make the Super Bowl. And for a moment, I heard that and I said, ah, touche. And I said, wait, 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 no, 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 no. And Ben is not the only one to bring this up. This has become a very trendy point to... To make even from Packers fans because as we become more frustrated with Rodgers the last couple of years you know fans are starting to say weird things and do really weird things yesterday someone tweeted at me during the Chiefs game oh Rodgers went away from MVS all the time even when he was wide open I don't I don't remember that being the case I just think we say things now we just we just say stuff about Rodgers because a lot of us are frustrated at Rodgers okay you can be frustrated but don't make stuff up don't start writing fan fiction. Don't start going back and editing history based on how we feel in the here and now. That's not fair. But a lot of people the last couple of years, especially the ones who were the biggest Rodgers critics, is like, well, even when Aaron Rodgers made the Super Bowl in 2010, he did it against a backup in Caleb Haney. True. True. However, I don't think there are any similarities to what Rodgers and the Packers did in 2010, beating a backup in the NFC Championship game, I think it's way different than what the Eagles did yesterday. Beating the Niners, who were playing a backup, 
who didn't have it. Actually, the Niners yesterday, at one point, were playing the backup to the backup to the backup to the backup. They were on their fifth string or fourth string. It went Trey Lance, Jimmy G, Brock Purdy, Josh Johnson. So they're playing the fourth string. The the backup to the backup to the backup. Fourth string. And then he got hurt, so they put in the backup to the backup who couldn't throw. I think there's a big difference between what the Packers did in 2010 and what the Eagles did in this playoff run. And again, this is why I'm frustrated. The Eagles just defaulted their way into a Super Bowl. They didn't play one team that was complete. They didn't play one team that was elite. You can't be elite if you don't have a quarterback who can throw. And the Eagles did what I've been dying for the Packers to do for the last 10 years. In the last 10 years, we watched the Packers try to climb Mount Everest and fail every year, and we just go nuts. And then the last two weeks, I I sit back, and the Eagles, they just hop on the chairlift and take the ride right up to the top of the mountain. No climbing, no scaling, no ice picking, no nothing. They just rode the chairlift right to the top. Let's go back and talk about that Packers playoff run and that Super Bowl run in 2010, because I think a lot of Packers fans misremember exactly how it went down. Well, he beat a... He, 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 he beat a backup in Chicago, one in a dome. Well, let's go back and talk about 2010. Wild card round. This is pre-Super Wild Card Weekend, remember. There was a time before Super Wild Card Weekend. They're playing Sunday night at the link. Raucous Philadelphia crowd under the lights. Andy Reid's dream team. You got Michael Vick, Shady McCoy, Deshaun Jackson. This Eagles team is quite good. I believe they were the three seed because six would play the three. They were the three seed, but still, that, that's a real team. Rodgers has three touchdowns, a pass rating of 122. He would have had about 40, 50 more yards and another touchdown if James Jones hadn't have dropped that pass going into halftime. Put it right in his bread basket, would have waltzed right in. Very reminiscent of Christian Watson's drop in Minnesota. Just dropped it. So Rodgers' numbers in this game were great. They would have been even better if not for James Jones dropping a gimme touchdown. Divisional round, 7 p.m., they're in the Georgia Dome against the 13-3 and one-seeded Atlanta Falcons. Mike Smith. Frosty Mike Smith. Remember that guy? Rodgers finishes that game 31 for 36, 366 yards, and three touchdowns. He ran for another touchdown. He had a pass rating of 136.8. He literally lit that Atlanta Falcons team on fire. He burned the Georgia Dome down that night. It's as impressive as any quarterback has ever looked in any playoff game I've ever watched. It was unbelievable. Next week, in the NFC Championship game, they play a divisional rival at their house in the cold. And the Packers knock out Jay Cutler, as I'm told the Eagles knocked out Brock Purdy. Right? Ben Kenny kept saying earlier today, well, they knocked they knocked Brock Purdy out. They get credit for that. Okay, well, then the Packers in 2010 get credit for knocking out Jay Cutler, as easy as that seemed. Go back and watch the highlights from that game. Because if you look at the box score, eh, it doesn't look like Rodgers had a great game. Go watch the highlights. He's throwing lasers. First drive, zoom, Greg Jennings, Greg Jennings, Jordan Nelson marches him right down the field in the ice cold at Soldier Field. Aaron Rodgers had two picks. One pick was off Donald Driver's shoe, and the other was picked off by Brian Erlacher, who then Rodgers tackled in the open field. Saved a touchdown. A couple minutes later, he took a headshot from Julius Peppers and kept playing. The cold in that game keeps it close. Caleb Haney comes in, the game stays close because it's cold. We saw against the Niners two years ago. It's hard to pull away in the cold. It's hard to sling the rock around in the cold. So the game was naturally more compressed. Rodgers beats Andy Reid's dream team at the link under the lights, lights the Georgia Dome on fire, and then out toughs the toughest team in the NFL, the Chicago Bears, in the cold at their place. 
The Eagles beat Daniel Jones and a Niner team that didn't have a quarterback. Don't ever compare them. Not all Super Bowl runs are created equal. There are levels to the stuff. I'm not saying that quarterback wins don't matter. I'm not completely removing quarterback agency from playoff wins. and That's not what I'm doing. But there are levels to this stuff, right? And for all the knobs over the next two weeks, you're going to say, well, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, same number of quarterback. Don't ever compare them, ever. Not even close to the same. Eric on I-90, 608-796-2558. What's up, Eric? Oh, it's going good, Grant. How about you? I'm I'm technically not on I-90, but I'm not changing my call sign. I'm going <laughs> to stay on I-90. That a boy. You're not changing your, uh, your little badge on your uniform. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're working from nope. home, it sounds like. I like that. Good for you. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, there's an old saying, Grant, though. You know, you're 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 kind of complaining here about the Eagles having an easy walk of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm kind of with you. But there's an old saying that I used to tell guys. Oh, I still do. I, I said, just because I make it look easy doesn't mean <laughs> that it is. That's funny. Well... Right. Yeah, that's a good, the Eagles are great. They're an unbelievable team. I just would have liked to see them play another good team because typically there's at least one other good team in the playoffs. So are you? So, so in a sense, what you're in a sense what you're disgruntled about mm. and and the overall competitive level nature of the two NFC playoff games for the Eagles. That's generally what you're generally what you're. Uh, yes. I'm saying you're not content. Yeah. To summarize, as a Packers fan, I've seen a lot of great Packers teams go into the playoffs and lose to other great teams. Legion of Boom, right? The the Niners in 2019, right. the 13 and three Saints were also in that postseason. In 14, they played the Cowboys, who were legit too. Like, there's supposed to be other good teams. There were no other good teams this year. Right. Right. Well, another thing too is that they, you know, you just don't know how these games are going to go. Actually, that same, that that game yesterday, San Francisco kind of held in there. I, the Eagles were going to win this game. Yes, and you're 100 percent right on that. Always, but I think the I think if San Francisco could have kept their quarterback in the game, um, they would have lasted somewhere into the mid third quarter. But they would have just been overtaken. They just would have been overtaken. It's it was just it's just it was just a matter of time. Brock because Purdy that, is not good. We need to. He's their third stringer. We need to remember that. But yes, I, I'm with you. It would have been more of a game. But the Eagles were always going to win that game. Brock Purdy's not good. I think the real story. I mean, if we're going to, you know, and and it is it is Wisco Sports Show. So you're you're going to come back to the Packers somehow on some of this. Yeah. I think the real story here from yesterday, and probably the whole season is Exxon Valdez Scantley. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Let's talk about guy, him. Let's do it. Let's. Uh, there's a guy who who's a pretty good receiver. I think. Yes, hundred percent. Right. Um, you know, and you just. That's why when I I would say here a couple weeks ago, I think we should trade. You know, Justin Jefferson, which is nuts, right? But yeah. In many respects, you know, Devontae, it's really what situa- It's so situational for every player, isn't it? Yeah, it's so situational. Look at this this pretty quarterback come in and won seven games. Well, what does it matter then what your quarterback is? You know, if they would get Aaron Rodgers, they're not going to win. He went undefeated. Yeah, right? he's not going to win more games. 
I agree. Right? A better quarterback is not going to win more games. Diminishing the law of diminishing returns, I believe, is what they say. Like if they keep getting better right. quarterback, I don't think there's more juice to squeeze from that team. I think they need a quarterback that just runs the offense and doesn't get hurt. It's kind of like the old this this. It's not old, but there's a theory that you know, and, and the number keeps going up year after year. But this is a few years ago mm-hmm. that after sixty, after you earn. $60,000 a year in this country as an individual, your life technically doesn't get any better. You're, you're going to eat food that is really, really good. You're going to be able to afford that. You're going to be able to afford a roof. Not a nice house, not a beautiful house, but you're, you're, you're going to have a roof. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, I do. You're going, there's a diminishing return that you're going to have a much nicer thing and your, and your friends are going to envy you more, but my little house here in Alaska keeps me just as warm today as, you know, um, Aaron yeah. Rodgers' house in Green Bay. I know what right? you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so it's kind of just, you know, that San Francisco team is a really good team to have your to have Brock Purdy come in and win seven games. You know, he's not winning those games for you. Yeah. My God, I hope Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to San Francisco. I want him to stay right in Green Bay. I want him to stay so bad now. What would we do without him? You know, your your guy, Kirk Cousins, is probably the perfect quarterback for Kyle Shanahan because he runs the offense, he reads the teleprompter, so to speak, he does what he's told, and he stays healthy. He doesn't get hurt. Craig, I almost said Craig Council. Kirk Cousins, for all the flack that we give him, is very durable, Eric. Tough quarterback. I seriously he think Kirk Cousins would be perfect for Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I mean, he could go out there, and, and the Vikings are another good example of it. They got a new coach in. Um, I mean, the, the the defense was soft. All these teams were soft compared to the way that the Eagles and the, the way that those four teams played yesterday. The Packers, all of us were soft compared to the, the way that they were playing. Yeah. Don't you agree? Just the speed level is what's your, what's your your eyeball test, right? Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, th- look, I don't want to take anything away from the Eagles. The Eagles are unbelievable, Eric. They a heck of a roster. Yep. I think so. T- talent everywhere. I'm not denying that, but normally, nope. it, it, over the last decade, there's like three teams in the NFC like that. There was one this year, right? And the Niners were good, but right. the quarterback got hurt. It's like, okay, so I, I don't know. Right. I, I think I, I'm envious. I'm frustrated. And I'm surprised that it took me this long into the playoffs before I got mad about something related to the Packers. Because the last two weeks I had were they're pretty nice. They're pretty stress-free. I've enjoyed the football right. there. Right. And it's, it's going to be enjoyable. And now the Eagles are going to get what's, you know, if 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 they if their playoffs, if we're kind of sniffing, if we're smelling the Eagles now, we're going, smells a little fraudulent maybe. Ooh. A little. Because you go, listen now, <laughs> we're smelling it just a little bit. They're going to get a chance to prove they're not against KC. Yeah. Because KC played a hell of a game yesterday, too. Yeah. They I, really did. I, I agree with I, you. They Eric. really did. I agree. And I can talk about that. I, I want to keep the phones moving in case anybody else wants nobody's, to jump in. And nobody's going to remember, nobody's going to remember the the uh, Eagles if they lose, right? This is going to be some. Hey, have a good one, bud. Talk you, to you later. You as well, Eric. And enjoy that nice, warm home. Staying off I-90, there's a windshield advisory in effect tonight. Did I say windshield? Wind chill advisory. I speak for a living. Sometimes I, I get words correct. 
I'm not going there with the Eagles. I, I will say this is going to be an interesting game for Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts really didn't sling the rock well yesterday. Some inaccurate throws. The Niners' defense held in there decently. They held in there given the circumstances, right? I know they gave up a bunch of points, but for two quarters or two and a half quarters, that the Niners' defense gave the offense about as much help as they could be expected to give. They, they were fine. And the Chiefs have a really good pass rush. And if the Chiefs can get in and get back and get near Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts has been one of the more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he's he's a quarterback that's more easily affected by the blitz than other quarterbacks. All quarterbacks are affected by the blitz and their accuracy and their decision-making is affected by the blitz on some level. Jalen Hurts is affected more, right? You you can get to him and it will and it will give you more results. And the Chiefs can, like, the and the Chiefs can rush the passer and the Chiefs can tackle. That's what they did yesterday that they haven't been able to do the last couple of years. They tackled the Bengals. So I'm interested. It's going to be a fascinating Super Bowl. I, we don't need to rush to preview the Super Bowl yet, but I, I'm going to officially, just in case Ben Kenny or any other Eagles fan is listening, I'm going to push back on the Eagles or frauds. They are not. Their quarterback might be unproven, but they're not. Uh, that team's unbelievable. I, I can respect the Eagles, but also think that this whole postseason for them up until this point has been a sham. Uh, I'm a reasonable man. I'm just being honest here. I'm envious, and that's shaping my takes. Let's take a break. Three minutes, and we're back on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Reacting to the conference championships yesterday. Badgers basketball lost, I guess. Bucks hung one on the Pelicans last night. That was nice. They're getting healthier, seemingly finding a little bit of their stride. It's January, so you just want the team to be healthy. You want them to have some good mojo, seem to be in good spirits. You're not going to win or lose a playoff series or win a championship in January. But they've been fun to watch the last week. Got a couple of texts here. The The masses are not enjoying the show. This is a text from Six Foot Steve. He says, you can only play the team that shows up at the game, Grant. Don't discount the Eagles because they beat both teams that were presented to them. I agree, Steve. You can only play the team that you're lined up across from. I'm saying the teams that they lined up across from weren't very good, which is why I'm not mad at the Eagles. I'm not envious of the Eagles. Well, I guess I am envious of the Eagles. I'm, I'm commenting on the situation, right? So I went back today, and I looked at the playoff field for the most recent Packers teams that I believe to be very good. Like when you think, hey, uh, the two or three Packers teams that were the best post-Super Bowl, which teams were the best? Well, I think 2014. Let's go look at the playoff field in 2014, right? The Seahawks were 12-4, and all-time great defense, really good running. Like Marshawn Lynch, agree he was pretty good. Legion of Boom, that was your one seed. Two seed was the Packers, also 12-4. and Dallas was 12-4. and They were the three seed. Dallas was legit that year. That team was really, 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 really good. The Panthers were the champions of the South. You normally have at least one dud in there. The Panthers were 7-8, and eight, but then the Cardinals were 11-5 and five as a wild card team. And the Lions were 11-5. The Lions were really good that year. They were a really good Lions team in 2014, really talented. Not that Matt Stafford did anything with it, because that's not what Matthew Stafford did, which most people have confused because they've only seen him for one year with the Rams, and he was fine, and his team carried him a Super Bowl, whatever. 
this is not a Matthew Stafford conversation. This is a playoff conversation. When the Packers were really good in 2014, there were other teams that were really good. In 2019, when the Packers earned a number two seed, right? Because a lot of the conversation is, well, the Eagles played bad teams because they earned the number one seed. They earned the right to play those bad teams. Okay, well, let's talk about when the Packers had the two seed in 2019. We don't believe that Packers team to be great, but they had a really good seed. The Niners were 13 and three. The Packers were 13 and three. The Saints were 13 and three. The Seahawks were 11 and five. And the Vikings were 10 and six. <laughs> There's a lot of good teams in there. There's no Daniel Jones in there. Right? There's a, like, those are really solid teams. The Vikings won a really good game. That was the year they went to the Saints and won. Those were that packed a lot of punch. That year packed a lot of punch. And if we look at 2020, the Packers were the one seed. The Saints were the two at 12 and four. The Seahawks were 12 and four. The Bucks were a wild card team. Or no, no, no. The Bucks were, excuse me, they were 11 and five. Washington was seven and nine. They were kind of funky, but little fun. And then the Rams were 10 and six. Like there are good teams in these playoffs. There are good teams. And the one and two seeds in these postseasons were challenged by other elite teams that the Eagles got a, a free pass. They got a, a pass to the top of the mountain on the ski lift. Not anti-Eagles, anti-situation. Chuck it on Alaska says, quit complaining about the Eagles. Again, not complaining about the Eagles, complaining about the situation. He says, if last year's Packers had faced this year's Niners, Green Bay still would have lost. It's all about timing. That's what I'm saying. It is all about timing, Chuck. We agree. We're, we're, we're agreeing. We're on the same page. And this isn't about this year's Packers team. This year's Packers team wasn't any good. Right? This is why I'm hearkening back to 2010, 2014, 2020, which that Packers team was really good, the one that ultimately lost to the Bucks in the NFC title game at home, which they didn't get to have fans for, speaking of timing. Like, the Eagles get to play at their home stadium, the Link, which is unbelievable. The Packers got a one seed two years ago, and no one was in the stands because we had a global, quote-unquote, pandemic. It seemed like it was a big scheme from our government to job the Packers, in my opinion. Here's a text that says, also Purdy won seven straight games. I know he's not... Like, ready to get crowned, but give him some credit. Yeah, I'll give him a little credit. I'll give him a little, sure. There you go. I, a small amount of credit has just been issued to Brock Purdy. There we go. There you go. I issued the credit. Does that make things better? People don't like me whining today. I'm fighting for Rodgers. I'm fighting for our Packers. What is this? A, a negative. Let's talk to Rich. 608-796-2558. What's up, Rich? How you doing, Grant? I'm doing swell. How about you? Okay, I just I just called in. I remember I was at uh, the NFC Championship game back in '96 mm-hmm. when they when they played uh, Carolina. Yep, great game. That's when they had Favre and mm-hmm. you know whatever. And uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm, I'm at the kind of like the crossroads where I think it's time to uh, move on. Yeah. Yeah. I was, whatever. I Rogers. I don't know. I just get sick of his. Uh, I don't know his, his notions, whatever it is. You know, something something is never right for him. I don't know what it what it is, but uh, I think it's just time to move on and uh, get going. <laughs> yeah, I I'm with you, Rich. And I like I think the Packers have, the Packers have two options, right? They can keep going with Aaron Rodgers this offseason, season, and they can build around him, or they can press a little bit of reset button and try to build together a good roster. Keeping it's not going to get better with Aaron Rodgers. Like like Rodgers is not going to turn back into an MVP. They can keep him if they want, but it's it's not going to get them anywhere. 
trading Rodgers and moving forward with those extra picks to rebuild a roster and build around Jordan Love, that's a strategy, right? You could tell me that that's getting you closer to a Super Bowl. Keeping Rodgers is not getting you closer to a Super Bowl. No, it's, it's, it's just frustrating with Rodgers. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, I look forward to the Packer games every Sunday, and it's like anymore, it's like, well, what's Rodgers going to do today? Yeah, is oh, he going to show up or not, you know? And if, if he's going to show up, is what kind of a mood is he going to be in? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, like I said, I think it's time to move on. No, I'm, I'm with you, Rich, and, I, and have an awesome night, and I appreciate the call. I think it's time to move on. I'm, I'm trying to take the personal side out of it. I think because we went through this with Favre, we're, we're, we're already on pins and needles. You know what I mean? If, if, if Let's say you dated someone and they cheat on you, right? So you break up, get in another relationship. Well, you're probably going to be a little bit more worried about them cheating on you than your average guy because you've experienced that. With Favre, we've experienced a long drawn out dramatic ending a lot of hemming and hawing oh shucks i don't know if i want to come back we've been through this already so our antennas are up unlike probably a lot of fan bases would have their antennas up because we experienced this we went through this 15 years ago in 2008 or however the 15 16 i don't know i'm not doing math we've experienced this so we're more likely to i think get fed up with rogers and i think a lot of packers fans assign things to rogers it's not fair it's like, well, Rodgers is holding the franchise hostage. I think Rodgers used the leverage he has to, ne- to negotiate a contract that's really nice for him, make a lot of money. I don't think he's holding the franchise hostage. It's not August. It's January. Okay, so he hasn't said if he wants to keep playing yet. Well, the season's not even over, so I, it's fine, right? I, I don't think Rodgers is holding the franchise hostage. I don't think he's doing a lot of the things that fans are, are saying, but we went through this once already, so we're already fed up with our aging quarterbacks a little bit, and I get that. I, I just think as a, a reasonable man, again, that's that's the theme of today's show. I'm trying to be reasonable. It makes more sense. It's a more realistic, it's a more reasonable, uh, like the, the ceiling is higher for trading away Rodgers and trying to build around Love. Get an extra first, maybe a third, start to build up the roster, build around Jordan Love. I, I could see that going somewhere. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But I could see that going somewhere. That's what the Eagles did with Hurts. They said, well, I don't know if this guy's any good, but he's cheap. We're going to build around him. And look at where it's gotten them. It took them all the way to the Super Bowl. They didn't even have to try very hard. There were no good teams in their way. I could see it going somewhere with Jordan Love. Maybe. And if it doesn't, you try again with somebody else. I don't see it going anywhere with Aaron Rodgers. And that's what we talked about last Thursday and Friday. So you can check out the podcast if you want to do more Rodgers future talk. But I think we're going to do more when we come back. I just got a feeling. 608-796-2558. Sexting and calling. You can tweet me at Wisco Grant. We're back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Talking a lot of conference championship games. I'm frustrated about the conference championship games, especially the NFC one. The AFC was just a fun game. I seemingly was the only person in the world who didn't bet money on the Bengals or want to see the Bengals win because everybody was crying tears for Cincinnati, bitching about Cincinnati. It's like, we get it. You bet on the Bengals. I, there's, there's fully grown adults who do sports content for a living, and then they place wagers, and then and then they believe that the world just owes it to them for their team to win. It's actually very annoying. 
It's like, oh, presented by DraftKings, I'm betting, you know, my play of the day is the Bengals plus whatever. And then for the next three hours, I get to see every tweet. Oh, Bengals getting screwed. Refs hate Cincinnati. Refs have Kansas City. It's like, I should take a video of your Twitter feed and make you watch it as an, as an adult. I think this would be good for our society. I was talking last night. I was a terrible kid in school. Not like drugs and violent or fighting. I just was a smart ass all the time. Just, just a terror. And my parents would always tell me, they're like, I wish we could take a video of you and make you watch it when you're in class because you would be mortified. Uh-huh. That didn't sink in with me at the time. It was kids. But I, I feel like these days, there's a lot of adults in our society who they need to be shown a video of themselves. Like grown men having Twitter meltdowns because they're sponsored by DraftKings play of the day isn't going their way. Just melting down. Another great example is, is uh, parents at high school sporting events who harass referees. Did anyone see the video from... Uh, what school was it? It was somewhere in Wisconsin. I know where it's saved. Let me scroll. Um, and the PA announcer was like yelling at the parents. Here's the video. Here's the video. Uh, Warhawks. It's blue. Germantown. Yeah, it was at Germantown. If you haven't seen this video, just, I don't know, look, look up Germantown on Facebook or whatever. It'll come up. Some of the things that parents say to high school officials, like, I wish I could show you a video of yourself right now. You're acting like a clown. You're acting like a child. 608. Seven nine six two five five eight. Let's see here. <laughs> oh, clear Chris Texan. He says, take a step back and look at the Eagles. They play teams that were 100% or as close to that all season long. When they hit the playoffs, they are healthier than their competition. The Packers have played teams that were as healthy as the Packers or were just as talented. The cards fall where they do. Yeah, 100%. Chris says, you say, quote, end quote, government conspiracy to job the Packers. You're about to get hit with some serious Alec Jones believing people on Twitter. Yeah, I guess I did make that joke that the pandy was just one big government conspiracy to job the Packers out of getting a home game at Lambeau. Really punishing the small market economy. Just terrible. Just terrible. The Packers have been terrible at a lot of things for years, and I'm not making excuses for the Packers. That's not what I'm doing. I want to be very clear. Let me let me reiterate some points. Let me get a proper reset on the show. I'm not slandering the Eagles. The Eagles are an outstanding team, and Howie Roseman is a magician for putting this team together. They have a surplus of picks, not a dearth, not a lack. They have a surplus of picks. They have so many picks because, you know, trade with the Saints. It's always a good idea. The Packers did it. That's how they ended up with uh, Jair Alexander. And then that second pick got used on Darnell Savage. What a home run that was. Smart to trade with the Saints, though. Right. The Saints are a well-constructed team. Not taking anything away from them. And I'm not making excuses for the Packers. If you've listened to the show for any length of time, we live in reality here. We don't write anti-Rogers fan fiction. And we don't endlessly defend when they don't deserve to be defended. We're reasonable on this show. 2014, the Packers stepped on it. I'm not John Kuhn who's out here telling you that actually it wasn't a blown game because the Packers were lucky to be in that game in the first place. The Seahawks were really good. Uh, Not a blown game at all. Shut up, Kuhn. What a stupid, what a dumb take. And also, we don't need to relitigate the 2014 championship game anymore. 
If nothing else to talk about on 9 to noon, which I actually kind of enjoy listening to when I'm driving around, but on this point, I very much disagree. It's not personal. It's just a matter of professional property, IP. It's a terrible take, so quit it, John Kuhn. We don't blindly make excuses for the Packers. I'm not making excuses for 2014. I'm not making excuses for what happened in 2020 against the Bucks or 2011 against the Giants. That's not what I'm doing. I'm simply trying to explain and show to you that Super Bowl runs are not created equal. And Super Bowl berths are not created equal. And Super Bowl wins are not created equal. There have been quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls that don't deserve the flowers of other quarterbacks. What Patrick Mahomes did against the Niners a couple of years ago deserves all the credit in the world. Hell, what Nick Foles did in 2018 deserves all the credit in the world. He was slinging it. It was pedal to the metal, go for it on fourth down, right? March the ball up and down the field, score lots of points to go win that game. There's lots of quarterbacks that deserve massive flowers. Aaron Rodgers against the Steelers. He was unbelievable in that game. He was fantastic in that game, right? That was a high-level game. He was not game-managing that game. And, and today on the show, I brought up a couple of times the Packers' playoff run in 2010 and everything they had to do, right, to get to the play. Like, just to get to the Super Bowl. And obviously, we haven't played the Super Bowl yet. But just to get there, they had to go into the link and beat Andy Reid's dream team. Vic, McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, Rodgers had three touchdowns in that game. Should have had four. James Jones dropped one going into halftime. Put it right in his lap, right in his breadbasket. The divisional round, Aaron Rodgers goes to the Georgia Dome and lights it on fire. The 13-3 and one-seeded Falcons. Aaron Rodgers go 31 for 36 for 360 yards and three touchdowns, and he ran for another one. He's unbelievable. The NFC Championship game, he goes into the cold, into Chicago, divisional rivalry, the Packers knock out Jay Cutler while Aaron Rodgers is tackling Brian Urlacher and taking headshots from Julius Peppers. He's still in the game. He's throwing lasers. He had one pick that was off Donald Driver's shoe, and the other was to Brian Urlacher, who's an all-time great, and then Rodgers tackled him in the open field. The cold keeps it close, and B.J. Raji made a play, but those are three really good wins in tough environments against tough teams. That's what Aaron Rodgers did to make a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts, I guess, was under center when his team ran it down Daniel Jones's throat. And he was behind center and completed a couple passes, I guess, against the Niners team that didn't have a quarterback that could throw the ball more than five yards down the field. Not all Super Bowl runs are created equal. That's all I'm saying. I'm a little envious. Absolutely. Totally. 100%. Right, but that doesn't mean we can't evaluate playoff runs and, and the, the state of the NFC. It's a reasonable show. I've said reasonable a hundred times tonight. Let's talk to Dan in lacrosse, six zero eight seven nine six two five five eight. What's up, Dan? Hey, uh, first of all, if Rogers goes, I'm not going to be brokenhearted or nothing. I yeah, mean, I, it, it might be time. But yeah, you mentioned something about an MVP. I could actually see him winning it again um, if he had the right tools and you know, like I think a different caller said something about attitude, which was awful, right? <laughs> I think sometimes the guy is too smart for his own good. I think this year he kind of knew, don't have a talent. You know, but I'm going to play this out. You know, and he said, well, all we need is one win. And, yeah, I think he knew, you know, he's like, this is one of those years I'm just going to get, you know, under my belt and, sure, you know, play for next year, <laughs> you know. And he played hurt. I think, you know, can I add one thing to what you just said about this last year? Because I, I, one thing I love yeah. about Rogers, and it's, it's a double-edged sword because he talks a lot and sometimes he says things that annoy us, but he's also really honest mm-hmm. and he's, he 
communicates how he feels about things. And, and he said after this season, he said, look, we had a couple of ideas on how to replace the production of Devontae Adams. Didn't really work out like we thought. I think in moments it did, right? There were moments where you're like, yeah. hey, this Watson Dobbs thing with just a sprinkle of Cobb and a sprinkle of like it, it can work here and there, but it, it didn't work consistently on the level that it needed to. And I, you know, I'll push back on what you said a little bit and defend Rodgers. I, I think he... I think he embraces a challenge, right? I don't know that he's amped to play with young players, but I think he's he's very competitive and he wants a challenge. And I think part of Rodgers maybe relished the opportunity to go out there and try to get it done with young guys. It didn't work out, but I, I don't know if we need to go say that Rodgers had a bad attitude or anything about it. I, I, I don't know. That, that feels wrong. Yeah, it's not even so much a bad attitude. It's just, he, like I said, he's, he's a smart guy. Yeah. And, you know... Where everybody else is like, no, we can win, you know. Yeah, just blindly. Yeah, blindly. He's the kind. Of, he's the kind of, he has the kind of intelligence to go. No, it's just not in the cards. Well, we're not very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, our number, our, our our number one running back is also supposed to be our number one wide receiver, and we don't have a tight end. And Mercedes Lewis can block, yeah. but he's forty eight. No, I I completely one hundred percent agree with you. I think there's some quarterbacks that would say, "Give me any five guys, we're going to go get it done." And Rogers says, mm, "I don't." I, yeah. I, I don't think we can. I, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, totally. That's yeah, it, it, he's been in the league long enough to yeah. that part of his, you know, yeah. you know, oh, we can win. You know, that part's gone with him. You know, because he's played enough years to yeah. he can see it. Well, <laughs> and, and I think guys, as they get older, they get paid, right? And they get accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's not that Rodgers isn't competitive at this stage in his life, but Rodgers is at a point now where he's like, I like things outside of football. And I, I think Rodgers has looked at his career and said, if this is it, I'm satisfied. And I look back on this and I'm proud. Whereas like Joe Burrow or Mahomes, they're young and they, they might not be married with kids yet. And they don't have a bunch of money in the bank and they don't have a big house. And it's just all football, compete, compete, compete all the time. It's hard for a 40 year old to match that. And that's not even Rodgers fault. You've seen that with the Bucks a little yeah. bit too. They're old and it's tough to have that same fire. Yeah. It, it, but if they go out next year and he plays, and all of a sudden they're they're three and all, and things are clicking. You know, he. I think everybody would agree he will play with a different attitude. Well, and, and helps everything. To him to get an MVP would not shock me. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about it. I, I mean, who's who's the oldest MVP? How old is Peyton Manning at eleven? It's look, it's about weapons. And Dan, I think no matter who the quarterback is next year. The Packers need to get some younger, excuse me, they need to get some guys in the draft. They need to get a young tight end, and they need to get another good wide receiver because, for look, for the first five or six minutes of that uh, Eagles game yesterday was competitive. Look at how valuable it was yeah. to have A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Both made big third down yeah. catch, big fourth down catch. That's what the Packers need to go for. They need a couple of guys, not just one or two. Yeah, and, and get those two pieces, and then you have your rookies that are now, you know, sophomores. Yeah. And, you know, it, it can turn everything, and then it can it can turn Rodgers, too, just as easy. Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the kind of environment that Rodgers stepped into when he came into the league. Greg Jennings is a little bit older, but he had Jennings and Nelson. He got to kind of grow with that group, and eventually, you know, those guys started to depart. That always happens. You can't pay everybody. You can't keep everyone, but... Yeah, I'm with you. And, Dan, i got to take my my last break, but I want to continue to talk about this. I think this is how we'll wrap up the show, so I'll, I'll keep talking about that. Right. i got to let you go. Yep. Dan in lacrosse. Appreciate you, Dan. Some really good points. Good conversation. I'm always scared to push back with callers. They're like being argumentative. It's just not my nature. At least not with people who call it my show. With guests, sure. But not with 
the people who call my show. But I, I there's some good stuff there, Dan. I appreciate you. Let's take one last break. Let's talk about the Packers offseason. A little commentary on Rodgers. I want to talk a little bit about wide receivers. And then we'll wrap the Wisco Sports Show up for the night. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, last couple of minutes. My name is Grant Bills. On the phone with us, his name is Rockin' Rick. What's going on, Rick? Welcome. Well, I'm just curious if uh, if if Aaron really cared about us and Green Bay, don't you think, unless he's doing a charade and he's already been talking under the table to some other team, but just we'll just use the Jets since people have talked about the Jets. If you were the GM of the Jets, yeah. would you be willing to give up picks and a bunch of money for somebody that can't even determine if they if they even like football enough to play it for fifty nine million dollars. Well, I think to well, me, yeah, to me, yeah. he's hurting the he's hurting his own work for us. I think Rogers I, has said he said once I decide I'm all in, I'm all in. I think part of Rogers, well, you know how Rogers is, but I I think this is his way of saying, well, I don't want to commit unless I'm all in. So if he announces he's coming back, uh, through Rogers' words. He's all in 100%, but he's only going to play if he's all in, if that makes sense. I know, but if, if you're if you're the Jets, are you looking at, at a guy that can't decide if he likes football enough to even play for $59 million? Yeah. I think I would want somebody that has a little bit of fire still burning inside of him. Well, or, or if you're Better. trading for him, you expect him to play for more than just this season. You know what I mean? Like, can you count on, on two years, maybe three? you know maybe three that, that's another thing too if you're giving up picks how many years of rogers are you going to get even if he plays this year does that mean he's going to return and retire next year well that's kind of what i'm getting at too but i'm just saying i think he's hurting his value for us if we did want to trade a lot who knows he's probably already been talking under the table with some other gms and this could all be a charade but i think that if he what if he was acting more competitive like I can't wait to get back to Green Bay and, and uh, you know, make up for some of this or whatever. I think that even if we want to trade him, if he was putting on that sort of front, he would be worth more to us to trade. I don't know. If I was a GM, I'd, he'd be one of the last people I'd be looking at right now, unless the Packers are going to basically pay his whole salary to get rid of him. Well, they got to pay a lot of it. Luckily for Aaron Rodgers, there's not a lot of great options out there. There's Brady, who's also old, and you're not really sure what you're getting. And there's Geno Smith, I guess. Like, I think it makes sense for the Jets to maybe go after Rodgers in the short term. And Rocket Rick, I got to wrap up the show, so I got to let you go. But have an awesome night, and I appreciate you. I, I think Rodgers, again, he's being honest. I, I don't want to fault him for being 100% honest. Right. And sometimes there's, you know, another side to that coin and he'll say something that's not advantageous to the Packers or to himself. But, you know, Rogers is probably excited for the long off season. He's probably not amped to come back to Green Bay and get right to work because it's work. Right. Like on Friday night, when you leave work, do you say, man, I can't wait to get back here. Nose of the grindstone on Monday. No. Now, some quarterbacks might just lie and say, man, Unfinished business this year. I, I wish training camp started tomorrow because I can't wait to get after it. They might not mean it, but they'd say it. I don't think Rodgers is the type to say literally anything he doesn't mean. I think Rodgers is always very honest, which is how he says, well, I don't know if I want to come back because if I come back, I'm going to be all in. And if I'm not all in, I don't want to come back, which 
again, I think would give me confidence if I'm trading for him for this year. What about next year? What about the year after? How, how many years can you expect to get from Aaron Rodgers if you give up a lot? I think that'll be baked into the price. I think if the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers, they're getting a first, a mid to late first, and maybe a third or a fourth. I think it's equal or slightly lesser to the Devontae Adams trade. And I think part of that price is it's not going to be the Russell Wilson price because you're not getting him for five or six years like the Broncos assumed they would have Russell Wilson for. We'll see how long he's actually there. Who knows? But I think the uncertainty will be baked into the price of a trade, which isn't great for the Packers. But, I I mean, the Packers are – honestly, the Packers are lucky that good quarterbacks are always in supply or are always in demand, rather, because, I don't know, they're going to be able to get something for him if they want to move him. They really should have done it last year, but hindsight's twenty twenty. We can you know, do that conversation another time. Tomorrow, more championship game talk. Maybe a little Badgers talk, more Rogers talk. Wisco Sports Show. I'll talk to you at four.